Podcast Pals, and welcome back to your National League Championship Series Game 7 recap. Phillies fall to the Diamondbacks 4-2 in a crushing defeat uh, that has introduced a new generation of Phillies fans to what it truly means to have your hearts ripped out by your baseball team. I'm John Stolnes, joined by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher. We're going to do a quick recap of what we saw here in Game 7 against the, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and really in these last two games uh, where the series shifted back to Citizens Bank Park, in which the Phillies scored three runs in these last two games, and virtually every star player turtled up at the worst time imaginable. A true choke job by this baseball team here with a 3-2 lead coming in against an 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks team. Phillies simply could not get it done, and this is a loss. These last two games will be losses. A series loss we will remember for a very, very long, long time. This will go down with 1964, Black Friday, 93, uh, the pain of 2011. This this is going to rank right up there, and I don't know where we rank it just yet. Maybe we'll leave that for another day, but this was uh, this was a, a really rough scene in Philadelphia these last two days, and joining me to talk about it, like I mentioned, Justin and Liz. Uh, Justin, let me start with you. Just general thoughts on on uh, on how things are now that this Philly season is unexpectedly over. I cannot believe that Jake Cave got the last <laughs> bat of the season. <laughs> I can't believe, and yet I, I can was totally believe it. To that happen. Oh, the desperation, baby. I, man! Wow. I laughed. I laughed twice during this game. Once when Bryson Stott struck out in the seventh on just the dumbest and most pathetic swing you've ever seen in your life, oh. ending ending that that potential scoring opportunity, and then again. In the ninth, uh, when I decided to just switch off the television broadcast, the, the the announcers were driving me nuts, and just let Scott Fransky take me through to the end. And uh, he get, he came into the ninth and said, Disap-, like talking about the fans, disappointed and deathly quiet. And Larry Anderson goes, what if Marsh gets on and Jake Cave gets a hold of one? And that's how I learned Jake Cave was going to be batting that inning, and I just <laughs> I busted out laughing. It was like Jake Cave's going to get the last hit bat. That's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, just uh, not a, not a super rational place. Really, really disappointed, and you know, like like anybody else, this is far from the ending I wanted. And uh, the Phillies, you know, hey, we're not Braves fans, man. Phillies blew it. They had it and they blew it. Yeah, Liz. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. I mean, they had a two nothing lead in this series going to Arizona, ten nothing curb stomping of Arizona, where it just felt like this team was going to roll. I mean, I thought we were all thinking sweep. I mean, but just that the way Arizona looked, <laughs> and maybe that was it was our first mistake. Like weirdly, around the time everyone's like the Phillies, you know, bashed the uh, the Diamondbacks' heads in with that ten that uh, ten run game, and it. Everyone's like, this feels inevitable. Everyone just surrender. There's, this is it. It's Phillies now forever. And I'm like, what are you people doing? Yeah. I, d- I mean, and it's, it's silly. It's stupid. It's superstition. And it had nothing to do with the final result. But I just, that put something in my mind. I'm just like, this is not in any way inevitable. The Phillies are never yeah. inevitable. The only thing no. inevitable about the Phillies is we have been led to believe and have experienced a whole lot of losing. That is mm-hmm. not what I wanted to happen tonight, but uh, yeah. it did. And uh, it I'm, did. I'm disappointed, and um, I'm sure maybe at some point I'll feel some anger, but it's just uh, just crushing, suffocating disappointment. 
Yeah, I mean, we we all lived through Game Five in, in 2011, that one nothing game, and uh, this felt like that. This felt this felt like Game Six of the 2010 NLCS against the Giants, where you know the Giants were not nearly as good a team as that as that Phillies team, but they just kind of singled their way to. I think it was. I don't even remember what the score it might have been like four to two in that in that game as well. I mean, it, this and the Phillies had multiple chances in this game to to add runs and put this oh, game away. So many, I mean, so many, so many chances, chances. they had. Yeah. And yet they just, just could not figure out the Diamondbacks pitchers, which is just beyond me. I mean, look, they really leaned into the, um, especially in, in all the coverage they were getting as being one of the final four teams to even talk about. But the whole, well, the Phillies are just this gutsy team. They're, they run on pure guts and pure instinct <laughs> and raw ability. And they're just up there swinging. And you're like, yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun when that team is, is connecting. And then you saw that same approach tonight, which with what felt like very few adjustments. And there was a point yeah. going into, uh, I think it was, um, is it Ginkle? The, the, yeah. The, yeah. He, he came in. <laughs> Do I hate and, that name? And yeah, they also got beat by a guy named Ginkle for also. That's, they got beat <laughs> by a Nickelodeon on. cartoon character from the nineties. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, when he came in and Kevin Stocker on the radio was like, well, all right, Trey's coming up here. He's got a he's got a really he's got a real opportunity, and I saw some plate appearances of his from the WBC when he was absolutely on fire. He can face a pitcher like Ginkle and do really well. He's just got to be selective. He's got to you know he's got to he's got to change his approach. What does he do? Gets up there, whiff, whiff, yeah. foul, pop up. Like wow, great. That's uh, that's fantastic, man. That's exactly what that situation called for. Hey, you know that pitch <coughs> you've never hit and always swing at. That's what's coming. Oop! Yeah, yeah. came a second yep, time. He still swung yeah. at it. Hey, look yeah. at that! They were really yeah. learning from our mistakes their here. Brains out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there there were a couple at bats in this game that were absolutely infuriating. There was the Nick Castellanos at bat when they had runners on first and third with one out when they uh, when they took that uh, two to one lead in the bottom of the fourth inning when you had the Bryson Stott uh, double to left um, that scored Alec Baum. They they got off to a good start. It really felt like things were going to roll their way. They had first and third. They didn't send Bryson Stott on that Real Muto single to left field in the fourth inning, which. I was kind of, you know, Stott had not hit the bag when uh, the left fielder had the ball. Generally speaking, um, when the left fielder has the ball and the third, the, the guy running to third doesn't hit the bag, you don't send him. But Guriel has no arm out there. That was a kind of a 50-50 call, and it burnt them because Nick Castellanos couldn't put his bat on the ball this whole entire series. When you He had oh. so many flyouts in this series, but when you actually needed a, a productive out from him in that spot, he couldn't deliver, and the Phillies end up uh, loading the bases that inning, but it's Johan Rojas at the plate, who, who was an automatic out, and he did exactly what we all knew he was going to do, which is strike out, and that was their, their second-to-last best opportunity. They got another shot in the seventh inning. You know, they Christian Pache draws that one-out walk, a really good at-bat from him. Kyle Schwarber draws a walk, and like you mentioned, Justin, Kevin Ginkle comes in, and Trey Turner goes up there, and just, I, I mean, for as good a hitter as he is and for as smart a hitter as he is, for these last few games, he just went up there swinging at everything. Swinging at everything. I mean, those balls weren't weren't strikes out of the pitcher's hand and flies out to center, and then Bryce Harper a couple times in this game just missed hitting a ball out, but he missed. That was the Harper spot. Like when you're sitting there today, when I, when I was thinking about this game and I would occasionally daydream about what I would like 
to see happen. These dr a dramatic moment that would just be uh, a legendary moment in Philly's history. It's Bryce Harper in that situation, down two, two runners on, two out, late in the game, and he cranks one to right field with the crowd going crazy. We've, see we've seen him do that many times this year. Couldn't do it in this game. And then the Phillies went down as meekly as you could possibly go in the eighth and ninth innings and scored three total runs in these 18 innings in potential clinching games to get you to the World Series. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't express the disappointment. It's just, it's, it's, it's deep. It's just a, it's yeah. a deep disappointment. I think they it, actually lost this series last night. I, I think they, uh, they got back from Arizona and they learned they were beatable at home. And I think yeah. that really just sapped the juice out of them and transferred it right over the, to the D-backs, who, again, are a are an 84-win team, starting a guy with a terrible ERA from this year who's not a very good pitcher. And, you know, he handled the Phillies once again. And I think I said to you guys earlier, look, if you can't beat a team that struggled to stay over 500 all year, that barely got into the playoffs – then you don't deserve to go to the World Series in your own stadium Truth. against their number three starter who, like, the first time around, it was like, who are the D-backs going to start in this spot? Because, like, they've got those two guys and they got to figure out who's next, you know. If you yeah. can't beat that guy at home where you've been unbeatable, yeah, you probably aren't going to go to the World Series because you certainly aren't going to, like, last long in the World Series. Like, you're going up against Texas in that scenario. I mean, that's, that's going to be a lot tougher. So, yeah, uh, the Phillies just... I think they're, uh, they're they've built a reputation as a team that's fun to watch and easy to love, but boy, it's also now back. part of their it's also part of their reputation that they're a team that runs out of gas. Like they just they just yeah. lose it, you know. Yeah. One night Aaron Nola just shows up for slow pitch softball practice and that game's over, and then the next night the offense can't hit the D backs. You know they can't hit Brandon Fott. Like that's. That's not going to win you the the pennant. Sorry, guys. That's just not going to do it. And now you got to watch the Diamondbacks celebrate. Mm, yeah, they that was that was deeply unpleasant. And like the all of this started um, when they went to Arizona, and no one seemed remotely prepared for it. Am I the only one that thinks that? That they word out of my head earlier tonight too. Like, did hmm. they? Is part of their old school approach not? preparing <laughs> i don't know yes. like, like they really they stuck to the same approach period and i, I don't i don't know like because they went to they went to arizona they got they were not prepared for that first game and i thought all right the second game is important how they respond here is important and yeah. they lost again they went up five and, to two i mean it looked like they were going to win that game like they've yep. done so many times before and that's that's it that's that's where they in in reality, they lost the series there because they just could not. They yeah. could not pull out an extra win because they need. They when they left Arizona, I'm like they needed another win. They needed they needed to finish it there. They they needed to yeah. end it there, and they didn't because as soon as they had to go back again, I was like, this feels bad. Yeah, because they, they, they just, never. They didn't seem like they have been able to tolerate like going back. Like the West Coast swing seems to not be a good thing for them they did not like it and i think last year it didn't help they they were they were the same thing happened they went to houston and things didn't they did that happen no i'm thinking well yeah they, they, well, they, they started won, the, they yeah they, won, they started one. 
Right. They won game one in Houston. They came to Philadelphia. They 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 bashed the heck out of Houston, and then and then the offense got shut down in the three games after that. And that's that's what I was going to say about this Phillies team. And we, you we've said we we were saying all during the regular season, this was a Jekyll and Hyde team. They, they would go and they would play great baseball for a two week stretch, and you know they'd go ten and four, or you know the the offense would be prolific, and then all of a sudden at the flip of a switch, the offense would disappear for a week, and then it would come back for for a little while. And this is kind of what they did all during the regular season. During the playoffs in 2022, they went a longer stretch playing Mr. Hyde uh, before before they turned into Jekyll at the very end of the Houston series. And, and here in, in, in 2023, they they made the Diamondbacks bullpen look exactly like the Astros bullpen. I mean, it was like we were watching the same series the way with the way they couldn't touch Arizona's bullpen. And specifically, tw- in these last two games here in Philadelphia, and I, I agree with you, Liz, maybe there is something about going to Arizona and having to come back to Philadelphia for, for games six and seven. But I'm here to tell you, you know, you they, they actually... I was a little bit surprised they won game five after the way they lost game three and four, but they, they won oh, yeah. game five convincingly to get it back to Philadelphia. And I was saying to myself, okay, they're, they're back on the right track. I think Nola's going to pitch well. And when Nola came out and gave up those three runs in game six, you started to, that that planted the seed of doubt in everybody's mind. And these, and these hitters, like you said, Justin, they, they never adjusted. They never changed their approach. And I know the Phillies won a lot of playoff games, hitting a lot of home runs. But there are times when maybe you shorten your swing, when maybe you're not swinging at the first pitch of every at-bat. Two for 17 with runners in scoring position in these two games here in Game 6 and 7. Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper were a combined 0 for 23 in these two games at home. You... you I would not have believed you if you told me that that was so going to be bad. the case. Nah, I wouldn't have believed that either. I mean, yeah, that's and ultimately that that is that is now this team's definition. You know, the twenty six best friends who are on a ball team together, but you know, late in the game they just shut down, or or just like the way they go back and forth really just comes back to haunt them at the worst times. I mean, moving forward, this is a team that you know the good news is like they're there. You know, yeah, you, this team's you gotta, not going anywhere. Like, yeah. you, there's a, there, I've come to look at at baseball as like as far as like assembling your roster and making a team that uh, that's competitive. You, you got to just create a team that's going to have a chance, and then you you work on increasing that chance and making it a better chance to win the World Series. And the Phillies proved last year they're a team capable of getting to the World Series, and getting to, being able to get to the World Series means you're able to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go down the the Jerry Depoto fifty win fifty four percent of your games route, but I'm saying all you got it all you just need a team that's good enough to get there, and the Phillies are better than a team that's just good enough to get there. They're good enough to win multiple rounds in the playoffs, but they just aren't like they, all we all we heard was how they were built for the postseason. So that either there's limits to that, or they're a team that just runs out of gas. Like it's it's one or the other two. It's one of it's one of those two because. Clearly, we've seen that happen two times, and that's enough for people. By people, I mean, you know, all those people out there, national writers, uh, you know, people watching, just fans, to define them as a team that, you know, gets gets that far and then can't get all the way there. And that's because that's what we've seen the last two years, and that's what we saw tonight. I mean, the Braves have that reputation that even though they did win in 2021, they did win. They They, listen, I'm I'm not going to pretend they didn't. They did win. And but I 
I at least I don't know like I I want to I would love for it to feel like more than a crapshoot once you get to the playoffs but it I is I don't know if that's true I know I was just gonna say it really truly is just just the way the I mean just the way the cookie crumbles it really is just however it is that moment however I mean, the wind is blowing on a certain night like the Phillies do have the talent, so why didn't it happen? It's because they all went cold, and what can what exactly can you do about that? The only thing that yeah. got Trey Turner out of his season-long slump was 40,000 people cheering for him, <laughs> like, over several at-bats. And, and, like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, that makes yeah. no Like, it, it makes sense, but it's not like that's that's not like a real thing that you can apply to any situation, Right. So I, it it's just, it, it, I I just need to accept the randomness. I guess I I hate this. I I wish there was a way yeah, to I, make things better. But like, what what do you do? Like, there's no formula to win a World anybody. Series. Yeah, like you don't fire anybody. Who do you replace? Like there there are upgrades you can make in several places, but like it's not like there were obvious horrifically bad pieces. Like you have to forget that Jake Cave got the last out of the season in the NLCS. But yeah, I mean that, you know, that's that's what I mean by they're there. You know, they are a team that not only can make the playoffs but can go deep into the mm-hmm. playoffs. They've they've proven that. Um, that's the other side of what I'm saying. So like. What, and I know we're not going to get deep into this, but I'm just saying, what adjustments do you make? Like, this is an interesting team because they can't turn around now and be like, okay, what do we have to fix? Because what was their most glaring problem this year? Consistency? How do you get a guy that fix con- fixes consistency? You know, like that's not mm. that's not really something that a new player fixes or a trade fixes i mean maybe in some indirect way it is but like that's not you can't go out and be like let's get this consistent they did that with what robertson and and mccutcheon when they went out and got them because they were consistently healthy and then (laughs) so like consistency is not something you can acquire and it's what this team needs yeah no i mean i i think the deal here is this is the Phillies were a flawed team like just about every other team in in major league baseball is a flawed team and in this particular case, the Phillies just stopped hitting. And I, I reading some of the Rob Thompson comments after the game, there's no real explanation for it. You know, just that he said a couple of different times, that's baseball. You know, like you're going to hit and you're not going to hit sometimes. And you, you hope, you, you hope yeah. that you're not, yeah, you hope that you're, th- those times when you don't hit don't come at the worst possible moments <laughs> like this. And it's it, two years in a row baseball happened to the Phillies. They got baseballed, I guess. Maybe just like baseball happened to every other team that got left out of the playoffs because like they're, you know, not that, you know, to say the Phillies aren't special because they definitely are. But, you know, it, it, every other team is having this conversation. Like I'm now I'm just sort of thinking about what a difficult job Dave Dabrowski has coming up because what, how, how, Justin is is completely correct. You cannot go to the consistency store and buy a new player. Like yeah, there's like a what guy is that his, does what that. is his job? Like they're yeah, not going to be in Otani. So like what's <laughs> what's the free agent move for them? Yeah, I don't think there really is they, uh, like an obvious signed, or necessary one. They signed <laughs> all of the free agents for the next for this next <laughs> yeah. year. They did all that last with the season when they acquired Castellanos and Schwarber and then Turner. 
and harp like yeah. they've already spent all that like these are the you're these are the guys and now it's it really is about you know you have to figure out nola but it's like putting you know taking the guys who have left and building everything back up and trying to find i guess better guys <laughs> You know, I mean, and that's, but you're right. I mean, there's really no magic bullet here to to fix this team. And and I don't, here's the thing, I don't even know that this team needs a quote-unquote fix. You know, like everybody's talking about like after the Braves lost to the Phillies in the NLDS, how do you fix the Braves? I don't think you fix the Braves. You know, yeah. you match those two teams up yeah. again in a five-game series, the Braves probably win the next one. You know, that's why this was, that's, that's why baseball. this was such a golden opportunity. That's baseball. That's why this was such a golden opportunity. Now you get an 84-win Diamondbacks team. And let, let, I want to give the Diamondbacks just a modicum of credit because oh you know yeah what? i was gonna do that right up front too so I yeah. didn't, we didn't have to keep doing it yeah yeah Hat they to, had be, to the they had better bats. at they had better at bats they were more disciplined they played smarter especially in these in these last two games than a team full of high-priced super studs i mean Cattell Marte, corbin carroll really i mean it was just a perdomo at the bottom of the lineup kept getting hit after hit after hit i mean they just you know this the the, the young catcher that they have was was playing really well and then this this diamondbacks bullpen it was and Brandon Fott of all people was the unsung hero of of the of the NLCS. Who so gave the the Diamondbacks credit? I mean they they did the right things. They hit the sacrifice flies when the Phillies couldn't. They got the RBI singles with runners in scoring position when the Phillies were popping things up or, or swinging at balls in, in the dirt. I mean, it's just one team was disciplined in their approach at the plate. One team was not disciplined in their approach at the plate. And unfortunately, it was the high-priced superstars who were the undisciplined ones because it really did feel like in these last two games that they were pressing. They were they were trying to do too much. I mean, they, they had such a big advantage in games one and two, hitting pitches early in the count, and they just never got off that. They, they never got off that mindset. Well, I warned you about Gabe. Real Moreno, didn't I? If you recall, <laughs> you before this series started, <laughs> I saw his name and his numbers, and I didn't like any part of that. And yep, there he was, part of the action. But additionally, yeah, I uh, uh, the Phillies ran out of juice, and they kept trying to find it. And at that point, the D-backs just had to be as good as an 84-win team is to beat them. Like that's that's all they had to do was just you know get that sack fly to make it a two run lead instead of a one run lead, and the Phillies are fully capable of scoring three or four runs in an inning, you know off the Arizona bullpen they they are certainly capable of doing that, and suddenly they just weren't and they were like well hang on hang on let me just take a hmm maybe if I take a bigger swing maybe if I swing a little harder. Maybe if it's that same exact pitch and I just swing like I'm holding a wiffle ball bat, this will that that'll get the juice back. That'll get it back. And then, you know, that didn't work. And all the Diamondbacks had to do was just sit there and watch the Phillies make outs. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's what uh and that's what happened really here. I mean, it just it's there's not a whole lot to analyze here, folks. Um you know the the Phillies just they they couldn't get they they couldn't get the runs that they needed here in in games six and seven against the Diamondbacks pitching staff that I'm sorry is just I, I'm still I still don't think is is all that great but hat tip to the Diamondbacks but yeah not sure, all that great but not all I that mean, great you know. no I mean, Look, I mean if, is... if, if Braves fan, if Braves fans had any consistency they'd be on our side right now right. They'd be like, what <laughs> an 84 win team knocking off a 90 win team a higher right. seed in the playoffs oh this yes. is unspeakable we have to get in the streets. 
we have to get into this. We have to go to City Hall right now and change these rules. But I have a that feeling that's from, not what they're saying. I will say. NBC who wrote that nonsensical article like this. There are bad teams in the playoffs. Did you did anyone hear about this? There are bad teams in the playoffs. Like it was <laughs> it was it was an incredible just concern trolling nonsense article that was like right after the Braves lost. And like this is this is baseball. This is what happens. Like, yeah. What the Phillies needed was from their pitching staff was more than perfection. Like what they got was actually incredible in general. Like they had a little bit of stumbles, but like Aaron Nola, that was not great. But the Phillies have scored more than five runs in a game before. They've scored more than six. They've scored more. They've scored more than that than those numbers of runs. So yeah. many times. And yeah, this is on the offense. Do it here. Like, yeah, this is completely on the offense. Like people will get continued to question Aaron Nola, but he, he was, he was co- almost completely perfect this postseason. And the game that he was not, uh, the Phillies could have done more to support him actually. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanna... he also <laughs> couldn't have given up those three runs pretty early, though, especially That's like a true, home run to Tommy but... Fam. <laughs> They'd, I mean, you're not they... wrong. You're certainly not wrong. No, but, no, no. Uh, and I'm not he saying also that he put that offense but... in a hole early as well. Yes, which is the only he came up the in the is... biggest game of the uh, of the postseason, and he came up small in a big moment, which he hadn't he done in, a, in in a couple of games, but he did. He he he, he, did. he let them down, and they let him down as well. Yes, I just people are going to go after Aaron Nola and I would like everyone to just take the dial and turn it back about five notches because Aaron Nola, what the, the Phillies needed their pitching staff to be perfect. They could not allow yeah. any runs for them to win that game the way it ended up shaking out. And that's just not that's not it's not fair. It's not that's not a fair thing to ask. You know, I, I feel I feel very deeply for the the pitching staff because they just they just shoved most of the time, and it it, they did. it ended up just not they they just they can't do two things at once. They they are pitchers, yeah. not hitters. You you can't do much better than Ranger Suarez did in his two starts in in this series, and they lost both of those games. Uh, you just there there really is no reason for this to have happened. I mean, this is, this is a, this is a choke job. That's, that's the name of the video yearbook, by the way. There's no reason for this to have happened. This happened for no reason. Yeah. And I just, you know, this was such, (laughs) sitting here talking about the reasons it happened, but also it really did just happen for no reason. For no reason at all. This was just just some stupid crap that happened in October. The 2023. Oh my gosh! Yep, we just watched all that. We watched so we would just watch so much Diamondbacks baseball. <laughs> Voluntarily, we did that. The, there are going to be things that you know you can. I mean, there's going to be a lot of criticisms of, of Rob Thompson. I don't think he had a perfect series, but I, I don't play place as much of the blame on, on Thompson as as some people do. I mean, we knew who his relievers were. We knew who he had, and you know, I that that's. I just you don't. Know, this is on these big bats who 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 went a wall, 
and you know, I, I don't. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Is this the worst choke job in Philly's history? Is this this is a set? I, I'm it not. Is not it is no, I, not. No, the I, I worst. don't think that's true. Who at is all. saying that? That those people are objectively wrong. This is yeah. not a good time by any means. But this is not the worst choke job no. in Philly's history. People, you are need to read up, up on your Philly's history, child. Yeah, people are mixing up worst and historical. Because mm-hmm. this whole game is going to be a, a trivia question in 20 years. Who started the only game seven or, you know, the first game seven in Philly's history? It's Ranger Suarez, guys. Remember this, you know, but like People- this is not it's historical because it was the first game seven and they lost it. But it is not the worst. Oh, no. People are well. I assume people. Are, I'm not going to open Twitter for like six months, but yeah, oh pe- I, people are 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 taking how they're feeling right now and needing it to be historic so that it's like important, so that it's yeah. like oh, means yeah. something. But yeah. that's just that, that's just gut reaction. This is not the worst joke. This was this was a choke job, and I'll I'll even give you it's one of the worst choke jobs mm-hmm. in Philly's history. Sure, absolutely. But this is not the worst, right? <laughs> and I, and I'll go back to it and I'll I'll say it again. This was the Phillies too. This for, from 2023. Like it, it, this is not out of character. What we saw here in, in these last two games. This was this was something that we we've, we've seen from them this year, where they they just disappeared. We saw it in the last final three games at home at Citizens Bank Park, the supposed great home field advantage. And and for for many games here in the postseason last year and this year, CBP was an incredible atmosphere. But as, as we have. It was proven to us in the World Series last year, and it's being proven to us again this year. The Phillies, I think, maybe sometimes feel like they're invulnerable at home, and they're just—it's—they definitely have an advantage there, but they're not invulnerable. At, at, and I hope I—I don't—I don't know what part of what happened here in these these last two games and in this series as a whole has to do with some mixture of vibes and home field advantage and, and all this and all this other stuff at the, at the end of the day, the Phillies are a team that lived and breathed and won on hitting home runs. And when the, when the diamondbacks figured out how to keep the ball in the ballpark, the Phillies had no other answers. They couldn't yep. convert runners from third with less than two outs because they didn't know how to make a swing. That wasn't something other than trying to hit a three run home run every time. And we saw the Phillies were not averse to pressing or maybe they were flat i mean it's it's hard to know in game six it seemed like they were flat in game seven here especially late it seemed like they were pressing or, or maybe or maybe they just maybe just bryce harper just missed the pitches a little bit you know when he when he flew out i mean just gets gets under him a little bit they just it, it we're looking for answers for something that there doesn't really seem to be an answer for and like you said we're gonna see the, uh, we're gonna see the 2024 Phillies are gonna look a whole lot like the 2023 Phillies and they're probably gonna have a very similar season to what we saw here in 2023 and they'll probably get another crack at this next year I can't imagine going through this again this many rounds <laughs> of the playoffs like I can't I, I, uh, right man. now I don't want to I don't want to no, I, I need a that... break and there's a part of me that's not as upset because I was trying to think about you know like oh if they get to the World Series I'm gonna have to rearrange this and how am I gonna get I'm gonna miss most of game two because I have to do this on Saturday night you know like that's all done now I don't have to deal with that that kind of that kind of stress but that is stress should, I would have welcomed you know I mean and, and they're not gonna get it yeah no I I, I know what you mean but uh, yeah that's uh, that's dangerous thinking. It is dangerous thinking. <laughs> it was a dang- coping mechanism, Justin, dang- is what dang- it was. Dangerous yeah. podcasting yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I, know, I know what you mean. I mean, this is, we have learned the past two years that uh, October, you know, you, you take a step into it and you're just entering a vacuum 
where tonight a lot of things in my life outside of Phillies baseball just, I don't know, it was like a reminder that like, oh, right, all these other things exist that um, I should probably address at various points. (laughs) I guess I can't live off stadium food and beers in the parking lot (laughs) for the rest of the year uh yeah probably Mm -hmm. probably wise um it was a it was a massive and painful crashing back into reality uh especially as the ninth inning started and um you know jake cave was revealed to be the third batter we all knew it was over (laughs) we know it was coming yeah we knew it was coming um well i don't know what more there is after the first out of the ninth inning, it was if they didn't get on there, I'm just like this. This yeah. team's got nothing left. They're 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 dry. Yep, and that's what it was. That's that. It looked it looked so much like the end of the World Series last year. It it, it really did. And mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really know what else there is to say uh, about this game in this series. I mean, we can. I think everybody could do with uh, taking a couple days to not think about it. And you know, when we meet again, we'll we'll probably just kind of rehash our our thoughts and feelings from the season as a whole, which you know is, is obviously going to be tarnished by what we saw here in games six and seven. But again, another season full of ridiculously fun memories, so many great, great moments and great games from Mm. this 2023 season, but nobody really wants to think about that and focus on that right now because we're, we're in our feelings and and that's 100% understandable. But I I do just want to take a second to thank everybody who'd been with us since the start of spring training, uh, who is, uh, who came on this, uh, this, this journey again this year with us. I I thought we were going to go just as far, if not uh, a little bit further this year, but uh, it didn't work out that way, but also to our partners with uh, WHYY and Billy Penn. Um, obviously, it was a a great first season, first regular season with them. The off season, which I don't think any of us were quite ready for, is is now here, and we'll start talking about uh, what's coming up here this winter um, and what the decisions the Phillies have to make. But to just kind of put a button here on 2023 and this National League Championship Series, um, let's do some some final thoughts as we wrap up. And uh, Justin, uh, let me come to you with a final thought first. Unless you would like Elizabeth to go first. I don't know what you've got. No, I'll go first. Um, I guess maybe I'll save it for a a later episode. Uh, Things are still pretty raw. Uh, Somebody came up to me at the playoff tailgate we had and and talked about um, the soliloquy I did last year after the Phillies lost in the World Series. And uh, multiple people have said to me that that was was just a, I don't know, just like a really nice – essay to hear at the end of a, a, a bittersweet season where the Phillies outperformed a lot of projections and went all the way to the World Series and then lost, disappointingly. Um, right now, I got to tell you, the theme in my head is more disappointment. And I don't mean that in, in not even a really like a discouraging way. It's more just about they set the bar last year. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, they're, they're, I mean it, that they are in the same general space. I know a lot of people will say, well, they didn't even get there. They lost in the round before the World Series, but I, I still, they're still a team good enough to get to the World Series. Like, it's not crazy to put them in the NLCS and think, you know, in another go at it, they get to the World Series. Like, you know, sure. So I still think they're a, they're, they're a good team, but this was, this was really disappointing. This was a letdown. The, this is this is less about being just proud and happy that a team that was fun to watch went as far as it could and made a lot of people happy. This was, you know, this team did that, but they also had to live up to expectations this time. And those expectations were lofty and they didn't meet them. So this is this is disappointing. Um, 
with a couple more days to ruminate on things and, and to, you know, just kind of figure out how we genuinely feel about this season and these playoffs, uh, you know, maybe I'll be a little more eloquent about it. But uh, I would say, yeah, just right now, this was a this was a big old letdown. This was really disappointing. And this was something of a choke job. So I, I yeah, I would just say, you know, look, this team doesn't have a lot to fix. It certainly has areas where it can be improved. And they have the people in place that they can do that. Like right now, the the Phillies team has lost, and that was gutting. But the Phillies organization, I think, is still pretty strong. So you know, in the months ahead, we'll see what happens. And the scary part of this, the really really scary part of all this, is that it's going to be about fifteen minutes, and we're all going to be back in Clearwater. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. When you go this far, the off season uh, becomes a, a whole lot shorter, and we weren't used to that. That kind of surprised us all last year uh, when the Phillies uh, went to the World Series. Uh, Liz, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, uh, today I read an article in the Inquirer. I think a lot of people read it. I retweeted it um, about the Phillies creating a, a new type of adoration, one that is about love and um, sort of platonic attraction and how the Phillies are, by showing their affection, they're welcoming in gay, trans, and non-binary fans by being so open with their love. And I really want to take that away from this season. I want to take that feeling away because I, I loved reading that article and thinking back about all of the wonderful little moments the Phillies had once they finally got going. And it, I mean, it all really gelled at the beginning of August. And I, it's good that that's all very recent. I want that to be the recent stuff in my mind because this was a huge disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I want to take the love away and I want to be sad that the season is ending because, like as they were panning across the dugout, I saw on everyone's faces the way it looks when camp's about to end. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you have to go back, to, you know, when you have to go back to school away from these great you know it's not an exact you know it's not an exact translation but it's similar because they all looked I was just after Marsh uh, I think he struck out or flew out he got back to the the dugout and he sort of put his helmet away and he stared sort of at the cubbies and I saw on his face just like a moment like this is almost finished and he, he looked really sad and if I'm going to be sad for the next few days, I want to be sad that that's ending um, and and let the uh, the other type of sadness and yeah. anger come later. That being said, I'm definitely going to mute the term Phillies on Twitter for the next 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> Everybody needs a, a little bit of a, a Phillies break, probably. Uh, but that being said, read all of our Phillies content over at BillyPen.com. Um, yes, please do. Thank you. We, the internet is great. But I... I will just say, 
I think this 2023 Phillies team was probably the most likable team of my lifetime. And that, I'm including yeah. the 93 team, which which was just such a fun team. And I'm including all those Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley teams that had more success uh, than this Phillies team in 2022 and 23 has had. But uh, this whole city has grown to really love this team. And I think that's going to take some of the sting away from this. And, and as we look back and compare this to other failures that we've seen Phillies teams have and, and other choke jobs that we've seen other Phillies teams have, there won't be as much anger associated with the with, with this team and I think it, I think it'll just kind of be like we're talking about disappointment disappointment that it ended disappointment that we didn't get to see another clubhouse celebration disappointed that they didn't get another crack at the World Series against a Rangers team that I think they would have had a good shot at beating um, you know there's just so many different um, so many different things to be disappointed about here and that's that's the main takeaway for me is is just disappointment that we're not going to get to see these guys anymore mm-hmm. and we're not we're not you know we're not gonna be able to see see them you know, fool around with each other and, and have fun with the fans and the interaction with the fan base and stuff like that. It's just, it, two days ago, none of us were thinking that we were going to be, there's no way they lose four out of five to the Diamondbacks to finish up this series. There's no way they lose these last two games at Citizens Bank Park, given how big of a home field advantage it is. There's no way they don't go to the World Series. And of course, there was a way in which they didn't go to the World Series, and and we all experienced it here in Games 6 and 7. And um, I will mention this World Series, Rangers versus uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, Dustin Nickerson on Twitter, I have no idea who this is, but a good tweet. Diamondbacks-Rangers feels like if Thursday Night Football was the World Series. Now, I don't necessarily <laughs> agree. It's going to be a good series if you really like baseball, but as far as fan interest... Oh boy, uh, this is not what ML- MLB executives were hoping for. So you, if you needed proof that baseball was not fixed, th- these these last two games were, were certainly it. Look, it'll be really funny if a team three games over 500 wins the World Series, but it's also going to be great if the Rangers win their first World Series ever. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's cool. I will be camping. I will be on a backpacking trip while that's happening. But uh, yeah. yeah, you all enjoy that. Yeah. I'll yeah. be catching I, I up know. on a lot of television and not watching baseball. <laughs> No, thank you. I, I may I may do things with the family during during this time. So you know we'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we can all use this time. Yeah. And that's that's the encourage. Husband. That's what we'll encourage <laughs> you all to do. Yeah. Let's figure out you know maybe some productive ways to use this this extra week and a half that we didn't think we were going to have here uh, with the Phillies not in the World Series. But um, yeah, I think that's going to do. I think that's going to put a bow on our on our Phillies coverage for this year. Uh, again, unfortunately, it ends sadly here in their first ever Game Seven in franchise history, uh, and it ends in crushing, disappointing fashion. A four to two loss to the Arizona Diamondbacks at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, the Phillies heading home for the winter, and now we embark on yet another off season as this team will try to retool and gear up for another run at this thing in 2024. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this podcast and all of our podcasts here during the 2023 season. And uh, we will talk to you again soon right here on Hidden Season.